0: Matthew chapter 7, verses 12 through 20. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, we have the golden rule today, Greg, you know, I remember going to Christian kindergarten and this being, you know, up on the, on the, uh, cork Mm boards, a nice little golden rule display. And, uh, and then, which I'm kind of curious how it came to be known as the golden rule, but that's another, uh, another thing for another day. Um, but then we also have this passage on false prophets and fruit, a lot of tree and fruit imagery. So Greg, just as we jump into this, uh, what do you make of, of these passages today? Where you know, we're really close to the end of the Sermon on the Mount. So Jesus is kind of landing the helicopter. Um, what are, what are your thoughts on his teachings today?
1: I mean, you know, the it's right. You know, the golden rule. It's it's, I mean, it's famous outside the faith. I mean, this is a you know, this is a a a widely known statement. In fact, it's a statement that Immanuel Kant actually tried to improve upon. He actually said, "I have a better golden rule than Jesus," which is ironic um, and not true. Uh, But I think that you know, this is an easy one to read over because you're so familiar with it. Mm -hmm. But when you actually think about um, whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. Like I guarantee, like you can't get through the next hour of your day and follow that rule. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You can't think of another person. Just when you regard other people, you won't think of them the way that you hope that they think of you. And I'm not saying you're a horrible person, but you're gonna, you know, you're gonna think thoughts about them, or they're annoying, or they're, or whatever it is. Um, and so it's it's actually like a much, it's it's actually a much higher call than I think we initially acknowledge because Mm -hmm. we're we're so used to thinking about it. I think, you know, once again, it sort of speaks to the totality Mm -hmm. that God has in your life, that like everything, everything is his. Everything is to be brought under his rule in your heart. Mm -hmm. And so that means the the way you want to be treated, which guarantee you want to be treated better than you treat anyone else. Yep. That's every human being. Like welcome to the human race. Yeah. That's the way you're supposed to treat other people. And and once again, this is not a you have to live up to this. It's only through God's grace that we attain salvation. You're not going to attain salvation by following this rule. But it sort of speaks to you like this is this is this is what you're aiming for, mm-hmm. and this is a, a extraordinarily high bar to clear. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, it's sort of um, it's sort of beautiful the idea because if you think about this, if everybody did this, I mean, what a world, right? Like what a world, what a world. But <laughs> yeah, like you can't do it for five minutes. Yeah. So I mean, that's my first thought. I, I think the second thought is. Um, the narrow gate and the wide gate always make me very nervous. Mm. Um, you know, obviously the narrow gate is Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you know, um, following that up with about false teachers, like I don't think I mean I think that there, there's certainly a way to say like I mean, the gate is narrow and the way the hard leads to life uh, is hard that leads to life is obviously Christ. Mm-hmm. But then, but, but but talking about a wide gate and then following it up with false prophets makes me think of people who will think they're headed towards the narrow gate, but they're not. Yeah. Um, and I think that in today's in today's world, I don't think it's that false prophets are more ubiquitous now than they ever have been. I think they have better platforms now than they have ever had. You can yeah. just find false teaching like on YouTube. Yeah, seconds. yeah, exactly. And I think that is particularly dangerous. And I think that his instruction here about bearing good fruit and bearing bad fruit. I mean, I think one of the first things I look at. Um, if I hear someone, you know, I don't I, I hear of a teacher or listen to something is I honestly like, I look to see if they exude the fruit of the spirit. Amen. Like Amen. love, joy, peace, patience. grace. once again, we're headed the exact same place. Faithfulness and self-control, <laughs> right? Like, do you show that? Do you do you exude joy? Do you, I mean, like, do these things come out of you? Because no. if they do, that tells me that you're changed. That you've been, the spirit has changed you, right? You know, I'm not talking about perfection. You've been changed. If you don't, you can be theologically on point. But if, if, if you're if your life, if you are not exuding the fruit of the spirit, that makes me not wonder if you're false, but it does make me wonder if you are a little bit of in really a ravenous wolf Amen. and it may, it gives me caution. And so I guess those are my initial thoughts.
0: Amen. I mean, dude, the two places my, my mind goes, uh, with this passage is, uh, the fruit of the spirit, which you just mentioned. And then first Corinthians 13, you know, the famous love wedding day passage, but you know, I could speak in the tongues of angels. I could basically, I, if I do all these amazing theologically perfect spiritually profound things, but do not have love, Mm -hmm. I'm just a noisy symbol, you know, I'm, I'm worthless. And I think that that is so profound because the it's, it's kind of disheartening to me. It's like, there's so many articles online. There's so many books. There's so many like, like criteria that we have drawn up on how to assess like, you know, a a good church or a good Mm -hmm. teacher or like a good role model or whatever you want to call it. And it's just these like things that we've come up with, you know, and it's literally right there in the scripture. Like you want to know the fruit of the Holy Spirit being active. Like, you know, let's like deconstruct and defamiliarize defamiliarize that phrase fruit of the Spirit for Mm -hmm. a second. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit being active in somebody. Yeah and what is that fruit it's love it's joy it's peace and you know we have elevated so many voices that are harsh that are mm-hmm. you know that are cold that are cynical that are disgruntled and it's like that is not the holy spirit it's not the holy spirit and we've we have to go back to assessing a tree by the fruit that it bears mm-hmm. and that is true of like choosing you know public voices that we listen to but I think more importantly, it comes down to our day-to-day life mm-hmm. of, you know, how how we view uh, ourselves and the people around us and understanding that it's not the theological branches that we bear. It's not the doctrinal mm-hmm. branches and leaves. It's it's the fruit of all of it. You know, what, what can you actually eat? What does the tree actually produce? And uh, yeah, uh, the narrow gate thing is, it's, I, I actually kind of love that image because jesus saying it's hard <laughs> the way is hard <laughs> like amen yeah, it feels that way yeah like he, he's he's towards the end of the sermon on the Mount, and he's like by the way this isn't the easy path like right. this isn't easy it's good it leads to life the fruit is good mm-hmm. but it's not easy and uh but it's something that we should aspire to because like that that is the the payoff is that it leads to life mm-hmm. and the fruit is love and joy and peace yeah. You know, it's goodness. I, I love that for the spirit, good, just something that's profoundly good. So, yeah, I love it. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I think that it's interesting that um, you know Tim Alberta wrote a book that just came out
1: this week, which is about sort of the state of evangelicalism in mm-hmm. the United States. And he sort of he's a he's a he writes for the Atlantic, but his dad was a was an evangelical pastor. Tim is an is an evangelical. And he was sort of, I think, shocked with some of the some of the streams of thought and things that were taking place in the evangelical world over the last four to five years. And so he sort of wrote a book about like what's going yeah. on with with my tribe, you know. Yeah. And I think that was in, in the introduction. He sort of talks about his about his father and his father's church and visiting there and some things that have taken place. And I think it was interesting. Is as I was reading it, all I could think was he because he was sort of shocked at the way some of his brothers and sisters were were treating him. And I was like, you know, my what I was taken aback by was the idea of the fruit of the spirit is like where's the where's this attitude coming from? And I think that like what you said, it's a the fruit of the spirit to me has always been a very important check on my heart when I am thinking or acting in a certain way, and I'll sort of ask myself, like, is this love joy? Mm. am I being gentle? am I being kind? Mm. am I showing self-control? am I yeah. and you're like, oh man, and it's a great way to just remember like I'm not really showing fruit of the spirit right now. Maybe I'm misstepping. It doesn't mm. mean that maybe what you're saying is not correct. It doesn't mean that maybe that like you don't want to do the right thing, but you're you're doing it in a way that is not exuding the fruit of the spirit, and that is that that I think that that uh, is a bad representation if we are to be ambassadors for Christ. I think you're being a bad ambassador mm. when you forget to exude the um the fruit of the spirit or you refuse to because you're more interested in winning an argument. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's interesting that I think that in, in, and I haven't finished the book, but I think in the course of that book, what you're seeing is people who, like you said, they have a cold manner um, and and may, they may be theologically correct. They may not be theologically correct, but what you don't see is the fruit of the Holy Spirit changing their lives. And I think that as a Christian, sometimes you feel a little uncomfortable or you sense something not quite right. And I think what you're sensing is, you know, I'm not really seeing I'm not really seeing the manner I would expect of a brother or a Mm -hmm. sister who's been inwardly changed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Man, a great word. You know, he also, uh, which have you read the whole book? I haven't, but I know okay. there's a there's he, little he, shout out. Yeah, he right? he visited Christ's Covenant and uh, he like talks about it in the book. So he he talks about the hipster vibe worship band. <laughs> <laughs> so what's he talking about? <laughs> I know. I was like, dang, come come at my neck to Alberta. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Well, a great word <laughs> in Matthew uh, today.